Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of EastEnders Weekly. And yes, we are officially the unofficial podcast where we talk about all things EastEnders. Yes, we are. Oh, and I'm Alex, by the way. Haven't done that for a while. I'm Alex. It's still us two. It is. We haven't changed at all. Who are you? Come on. Recast Ben. You're the recast Ben. You're number <laughs> number five or number six. I can't keep seven. up with so many changes. I thought uh, to our video game f- fans or friends out there who are listening to the show as well that this is EE3. E- oh, EastEnders yeah. E3 Electronic. Yes. EE3. Although E3 is over now, so we're a bit late. Or EE20. That's what, that would have been clever, wouldn't it? The, yeah, I thought it's E3, so, c- so not really. E- EE320. I don't know. You're kind of straining the joke a little bit. Not that there was much of a joke there, <laughs> apparently. Anyway. The only joke was you. I am. I'm, I'm the joke in the pack. So let's go on to the topic of extensions. The episodes we're discussing are the 10th to the 13th of June, because there's no Friday episode again. No, because of the uh, Women's World Cup. Um, the results would have happened by the Women's time Women's World aired. Cup I on know. TV. What? What's, what's this... <laughs> game made by satan wow i know and it's getting quite good ratings as well finally i mm. mean it's on the main channel in the uk which is nice to see good um the united states team pulverized i, I, I mean i don't like football the best of times but they apparently got a 12 nil <laughs> game like they really? did really well yeah and that's but, exciting but a lot of people were moaning because they said that they they were basically rubbing salt into a wound and they were deliberately kind of like showing off what they meant to do is stop playing because they're so ahead well i mean i think they should do that in football anyway i think if after like 30 minutes they've scored 12 goals they must just say nah let's just give up I don't want to play anymore that's why you're not in charge what of FIFA of football of what the whole football of the world of football (laughs) that's a big that's a big ask I mean we're talking about football there's not been a football storyline on EastEnders thank god so I don't know why we're now willingly talking about it well that's true they've been threatening it haven't they um, with the Mitch and Mick story, mm. I think there is one looming, but I don't know when. You've mentioned that they're, they're bringing it back. And they are. You said that months ago. <laughs> they haven't done anything. Since. Keegan has been seen filming on location in a football outfit. Well, costume. that means nothing. I could wear a t-shirt with Britney Spears on the top front of it. it. Doesn't mean I'm singing a concert for her, is it? Um, I mean, Robbie had a storyline this week. That was my low moment of this week because Robbie just so shows how pointless he was. By the way, but we'll be talking about that later. Do you have oh, any okay. highs or lows this week? Quickly referencing you back to you saying about Robbie, I thought Robbie was okay. I didn't mind yeah. Robbie this week. I really didn't. I think my high was without doubt seeing Mick Carter in a little black dress. Well, it looked quite good on him, actually. Yeah, he suits it. He might need to shave his legs a little bit. <laughs> but um, keep the stubble. That's that's fine. Just <laughs> shave your legs. A bit more streamlined. I mean, we're going to start off with the new couple that everyone loves, Ben and Callum, after their night of passion. Ballum. Yes, Ballum. It's official. Ballum. There was discussions between the storyliners, the writers, the lighting directors. Yeah, we're over Twitter. And I know we got involved as well. And Ballum, I think it's officially been decided. Ballum is the name. It does sound the best when you say out loud, Ballum. Ballum. But it's a question on whether in America they might say Ballum, which could be misconstrued. Yeah, it's the way it's pronounced. Well, that's good as well. Ballum. That goes with both of them, so it's good. <laughs> but um, Callum found his balls, speaking of Ballum, if we're speaking of Ballum, because he found his balls this week. He did, he stood, he stood up, up. Ben. Yeah, he did. I think he... Ben quite liked that, actually, secretly. Mm, I don't know, I think Ben likes the fact that he's manipulated this whole story so far, and now he's having his words thro- thrown back at him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ben's back. managed to manipulate nothing out of 
nothing so far. So he's still not doing very good at it. Ben still hasn't had a successful espionage quite yet, has he? He's not for the will of trying, but he's done quite a few things now since he's returned to the square, mm. and he's not really had one that's kind of taken off. No, even well. Callum is standing up to him. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not got much hope. Whitney, our favourite Whitney, our favourite girl. She, yeah. um, sorry, Kathy. Uh, she's got a pitch. She has, yeah. She's starting her t-shirt empire. Starting small, but very similar to Kathy mentioning mm. her. And that's having a little stall at the market. She's talked to Mr. Lister, which I, I forgot about Lister, the market trade. Yeah, I've like, seen him in ages. What is he, kind of the manager, isn't he? He kind of mm. walks around. Because Robbie did take over that job like a few years ago. Well, Robbie he was... returned. He returned, took over the job and then got demoted as <laughs> the, the street sweeper. Yeah, and then had six months off. Now he's got no job, no child, no girlfriend or wife. No storyline. No house. <laughs> He's just got Sonia to depend on. Oh, no, he does. He lives with Kush. I'm sorry. That's my oh, bad. Yeah, that's How's he paying rent for Kush? That's something we should talk about in the next story. That's <laughs> not thought about that deeply into Robbie. No, <laughs> no one has. Um, but yeah, we don't really know much about Whitney's project, apart from she's making T-shirts. Yeah. Well, we it's know. not even just... T- well, it's not T-shirts. She's making things on a sewing machine. Oh, is she? She's pumping well, them she out. She is definitely doing that. Well, I'm presuming it's very similar to when Kathy had a knitting machine. Mm. She just knits in the <laughs> evening. Knit, 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 knit. Although we've not no seen any... Callum's looking elsewhere. <laughs> well, we've not seen any evidence that Whitney's done any work whatsoever. No, she's got I the stool. <laughs> I'm guessing she's taken Donna's pitch, because Donna used to have a fashion stool, didn't she? Oh, that's a prime pitch. Do you think Whitney would have got that pitch immediately? That's right next to Cush's. Mm. Maybe she got the fish one that um, Lee and that bold guy, I can't remember his name Oh, um, Shirley's husband. Yeah, Buster. Buster. Maybe, maybe, got that, maybe she got that pitch. Maybe. Yeah, that's that a bit further up, isn't it? it? I mean, if I was Shrimpy, I'd be pretty miffed if like Whitney just came in and said I want that pitch and got it <laughs> I have this business idea that came yeah. out of nowhere I mean well the pitch originally um, was next to Donna's was that guy who was selling the antiques who was there for like three oh, yeah, days him. and then left, he left disappeared he was like a Broadway actor they paid loads of money for him yeah. and then he was on it for like two weeks he did like a few pronounced words really and then weird. left hmm. Do you bizarre. think she's phoned her mate Lauren Branning and asked her to design a website for her as well? Or a Facebook page? <laughs> we do know that Lauren has a history of designing websites for people <laughs> and taking photographs of buildings and uploading them. You know, that takes a degree to do. I mean, yeah, she might. Well, she could do it remotely, couldn't she? Um, Lauren can yeah, do it. And she's a she, modern woman. I mean, Lauren needs to make some pennies somehow. She's got a child to look after now. Mm. And we had Callum proposing to Whitney. Yeah. Now, is Lauren going to get an invitation to the wedding? She's her best friend. Do you want Lauren back? No. Well, just, why are you asking I'm double-checking all these things. I don't <laughs> want Lauren back. I mean, also, Bianca, is she coming back for the wedding, do you think? Well, uh, Louisa Layton took over the Inst- BBC's Instagram yesterday. That's dangerous. And um, she showed what they were filming. She was all dressed up, getting her hair done. Callum was in a grey suit. Ooh. Ben was walking around the background in a white suit. Oh, so innocent. I think. And there was a rail... They went through the costumes. Bianca's costumes were all there. There was Bianca's next to Bex. There was Bianca, Bex and someone else. Do you think they store like the old costumes and they, they, they dust them off when they come no, back? No, they were all new because yeah. they were all... All of Bianca's new costumes were like big loud flower print, like floaty dresses. So oh. wedding dress. So kind of hippie mm. Bianca. More like Patsy Palmer then yeah. maybe. Maybe Patsy Palmer so... said, I'll come back, but I want to be more... <laughs> Patsy Palmer, Bianca. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're filming the wedding now and Bianca's costume's there. So maybe Bianca's coming back for the wedding. Yeah. Well, she's just been to her daughter's graduation. It was on her Instagram. This is Patsy oh. Palmer, not Bianca. <laughs> and so so I suppose the school year is over now in America because they have mm. longer summer holidays, don't they, to us? 
So, Possibly. yeah, it makes sense for her to pop on over. So, yeah, so the wedding. Yeah. So all, shout, all the shouting on that wedding, if that comes out with Bianca there. Oh, they're going to have to have her shout something. I, I do think Callum! Yeah, Callum! <laughs> I mean, I think they're going to do something like that parodies on Ricky. So she'll be like, Tricky! Or something like that. <laughs> I really do. I've got it. I've, I'm thinking about it right mm. now. Maybe Sid Owen might make a surprise appearance. That'd be fun. Coming over from France. Yeah. There's in France. There's loads of people that can go to her wedding. Ryan. Is he going to come, her brother? Ryan's on the run still. No, he's, no, out he's not. Now, he came he? out of prison. Yeah. yeah, he got done, yeah. See, there's so many opportunities. Well, I'm looking forward to the wedding. But yeah, that was on the Instagram that was Louisa was showing everyone. I mean, if you look at Louisa's Instagram, it's probably best not to let her on Instagram, <laughs> the official one, to be fair. She did say that, to be fair, this will probably be oh. not very good. Okay, kudos to her for being so. honest. Anyway, back to the actual storyline. <laughs> Callum. Talking about, um, yeah, Ben and Callum. Well, there's not really much going on with Ben and Callum, really. They're sort of... A bit hot-headed. I know. Someone's put some water on the fire Mm. a little bit, haven't they? They kind of simmered it down a bit. Let's talk about a little bit of some of the characters that seem to be noticing it. So the Ben and Callum story. So Mm. Jay has mentioned it for the second time this week. because he saw Ben looking at him Mm, across the park. And told him again to just leave him alone. I don't know what your obsession is with Callum, (laughs) but just leave him alone. And now Stuart has started piping up a little bit and saying, are you Mm. sure there's nothing between you and Ben? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, because Callum did that annoying thing where they keep, my friend has a problem. I know. (laughs) And it's this problem. I hate it when they do that. They've done that loads recently. They did it last week, didn't they? they With Cat and Kush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like every single time, the person who they're talking to just knows immediately (laughs) they're talking about them yeah which was a joke really when Kat worked it out when Kush was asking about Bex Bex, mm. and Kat knew exactly what he was talking about so it was was fine because he kind of lightheartedly saw it but this week or between Stuart and Callum it was seen as quite serious but Mm. and Stuart obviously knows now and this is again the introduction that we talked about maybe last week of their dad because he is coming soon yes because the trailer yeah so the trailer they showed lots of the stories happened this week but we're in it so i'm guessing that Stuart is gonna be a bit more open to callum and say look i know that you're gay or i i, I mm. understand i get it now because yeah. i don't he know maybe stands up to his dad and maybe that's why he's dad, yeah. yeah maybe but i mean his little chat callum had with Stuart did give him like a bit of a confidence boost because he thought no i'm gonna stand up to you ben because ben wanted him to lie to the police about the van otherwise i'll out you mm. even though last week he wasn't gonna out you which callum did because he wasn't able to go to the lister meeting for the market store but mm. whitney held it on himself so <laughs> and then fine. whitney came in and had a go at ben and callum just stood there like Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, all right. So someone's under the thumb already. But then I suppose that's what Callum... Because later in the that's week... That's what Callum needs. Well, it is what I think Callum needs. Callum just needs mothering and looking after. Mm. When Whitney wanted to go to the opening of the Prince Albert, which we'll be talking about later on in the show... Oh, yeah. Um, Callum just said, well, you know, yeah. He's like, oh, you know what? I'd rather have a nice cuddle. <laughs> a nice cuddle on the sofa. Yeah. Although the dress that she chose, like, to go to the gay club opening was really boring. It was just a black dress. It's like, come on. Uh, Kathy's there in, like, gold sequins and Whitney's just in a black dress. Kathy no. did look stunning, to be <laughs> perfectly honest. <laughs> she did look. She did look. I'm sorry, every time I say stunning, I have to do it in a teenage girl's voice. Stunning. <laughs> she really did, though. Oh, yeah. That lighting in there. Very good. It's very bright in it for a gay club, I thought. Mm. I mean, and purple, purple lighting wasn't there. There was lots of different. Well, there was lots of all. There was colour everywhere. <laughs> it was like a, it's like they dropped an acid or something. <laughs> but um, no, he preferred a cuddle on the sofa because yeah. he said that place is a little bit. And then he stopped himself. Mm. So he's not too a little keen. bit dangerous in case I kiss another man or. <laughs> A little bit. Go into Ben's red room, dark room. <laughs> yeah. A little bit my kind of style. <laughs> what did you mean, Callum? What did you mean? But um, 
Yeah, he's covering himself with bases because he's proposed to her now, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all sturdy. And he's told Ben the rules, and he's called. He's basically called Ben's bluff, and it's worked. He said, "You know what? Okay, fine. You tell Whitney. She won't believe you. She'll believe me. Yeah, because I'll make her believe me." He was a bit. Don't you think he was a bit mm, with that comment? He was like, "Yeah, well, who do you think she's going to believe? Me, obviously, because it's me. I'm Callum. <laughs> of course, she's going to believe me." Well, there's one night under the stars, and he thinks he's Mr. She, Macho, she does. doesn't he? I mean, I was a bit disappointed at the beginning of the week when he woke up next to Whitney and not next to Ben on the swings. I know, but he was looking out the window, thinking about it. <laughs> and then Whitney was like just staring at him. So, but this is where Whitney thought that their relationship had broken down. But luckily, what do you do when you think you're going to break up with someone? Propose marriage. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Seems to work. So next up, we've got the Robbie Jackson storyline. Yeah, the, I, which I thought was okay. It, I don't. As a rule, we both kind of say, "Oh, Robbie, what, what's he there for? What's his point?" But there was a point this week. It was. Yeah. The storyline was kind of pointless. And also, Robbie was like the worst bit of the storyline. <laughs> but not Sammy, the small child, no. or Sonia. Everyone else had more lines than him as well. Even Nita had more lines on one episode, half an episode, than he's had for like two weeks. Yeah, but Robbie was always trying to dodge people, and that was the point, wasn't it? So that's why he didn't have many lines. He was always trying to avoid a mm-hmm. confrontation. So first of all, he was trying to avoid... Nita's calls, so he just literally ignored the phone. <laughs> wasted a plane ticket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, oh yeah, and wasted an expensive plane ticket. Then Kush tried to advise him with, <laughs> you know, perhaps you're breaking the law here. Mm-hmm. Nope, ignored that. Get just... sister Sonia on the case. Yeah, after some good advice from Kat. Mm-hmm. Kat's good with advice recently. She did offer to talk to Robbie, but he, Kush was like, mm, no. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, she, he wanted someone who... Robbie on someone's someone on Robbie's level, Sonia. let's just say. Yeah, so Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> who who else is a two bit player in the soap <laughs> in the moment? Mm, Sonia. Yeah. So yeah, and but Sonia again, to her will, she tried to organise a picnic for them to you know talk. You know, there's a few fruit, fruit shoots thrown in, nice ham sandwich wrapped in cling film about five times. Did you notice the way she was wrapping that ham sandwich in the cling film? No, I didn't take much notice of any of <laughs> any of it. I rewatched the Nita scene when Nita was talking to Robbie at the end of the week. Mm. But still, it was just pointless to me, really. Like, watching it again, it's just... Like, because Nita turns up after a big argument because Robbie's not returning calls, basically. Yeah, well, Robbie left with Sammy. Obviously, the plan was Sammy would fly back. Yeah. But he's obviously kept hold of him. But Robbie's quite upset because Nita has now got a new boyfriend. And so Robbie thinks that he won't see Sammy anymore and that Sammy will forget him. To be fair, I think Sammy did have enough of Robbie by the end of the week. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you do forget Robbie's been gone for six months, hasn't he? If not, like, four to six months, roughly. It was just before Christmas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Is, has Nita recently got this boyfriend or did she have this boyfriend when he flew out six months ago? Because Robbie's had four to six months to get used to this idea. Mm, I mean, you know, and it's Robbie, acting like he's just been on a two week holiday when he hasn't. That's true. You know, Robbie's a bit of a third wheel. Can you imagine that? We're probably <laughs> like, morning, everyone. And like the boyfriend and Nita just being like, hi, Robbie. Still here, is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you go, maybe they did it as a deal. It's like, look, Robbie, if you go, you can take Sammy for a week. Yeah. Show him London. <laughs> Just go away for a bit, all right? Because um, Nita did come back. She had a big, I think it was like a 11-year gap, maybe even more, that Nita's had. But no. the same actress. Because Sammy's not 11. It would have been just after Sammy was born, wasn't it? Sammy seemed to be, must about, be about 7 or 8. Up. No, he's older than that, isn't he? Must be. He's quite, quite um, you know, he can hold a conversation. Mm. That's, how I hold, that's how I age children. <laughs> 
how how well they age. Uh, it's nice that they used the same actress again, just for the one little. Episode. Yeah, it was good. It was good to bring her back. It's an again, it's another little trait they've been doing. They've been bringing back the same. Act- well, apart from characters who are staying, yeah, and then they Bobby recast and, yeah. them. <laughs> There's a um, nice little fact: they couldn't find the actress because she doesn't act anymore. So they actually came across her profile on LinkedIn and messaged her that way to come and do the show. Wow, really? That. That's insane. She's not, she doesn't act anymore, but they found her on LinkedIn. They're nice all connected. Nice. What does she do now? Uh, I don't know. I'm not that much of a story. Go on LinkedIn, find out. <laughs> no, you have to pay. <laughs> Maybe we could hire her to do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I quite enjoyed Nita. She was quite good. She was feisty. She knew what she wanted. She yep. shouted at Sonia, shouted at Robbie. Yeah. Got things sorted in half an episode and off. But to be that's right, she didn't stretch out for too long. To be fair, it was really everyone else's fault, not Nita's. Nita was the one who was basically the right on the right side of all of mm. this. You know, Robbie had done wrong, and uh, I but suppose... like that chat between Robbie and Nita in the living room when she was like convincing him to give him up, mm. it was a bit like nothing to me. Like it was just like a nothing storyline. Like it really didn't need anything. Or what does this mean going forward for Robbie? Like has he learned something, or is he going to do something? From le- like what's going to come of this story like? well before he left wasn't he trying to find himself a replacement for Donna so he's probably <laughs> what, still Donna Kebab yeah Donna Kebab so he's probably still quite hurt by that and that's why he had this attachment issue with Sammy and Nita so perhaps love is on the horizon for yeah, Robbie who there's no characters that can go with him Don't unless know. he meets someone in the Prince Albert <laughs> yeah I was going to say maybe he'll come out as gay oh no but I mean bless Robbie is he really needed the thing is, they made such a big fanfare of his return, and when he did return, it was a bit limp. But yeah, he then just he had to leaving rooms. But then he had a good storyline this week. Bit of a secret. Yeah, yeah. So now they need to push through and give more for Robbie. Let's give Robbie something. I just can't Let's start the campaign. Think what? Unless Nita stayed, that could have given. Well, him that's a the only line. thing I think. There's something Nita's going to return in like two weeks, but then that's convincing you say like if the actress doesn't act well, yeah, anymore, exactly. it's convincing her to well, do. Well, she was better than him at acting. So. She jumped straight in. I did like the way she was really scorned him as well. Like when Sammy was getting back into the black taxi with Robbie, the scornful look she looked at Robbie. "Hmm." (laughs) Through the the shot from the mirror of the taxi. Yeah, she was like, no, Robbie, you're never doing this again. (laughs) Never is this happening again. (laughs) This is the last time you've seen your son. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just a bit of like, doesn't really, didn't really go anywhere for me. It just lasted three episodes. It was like a return for Nita, but again, she just resolved it and then left. And like going forward, like, Next week, I can't think, oh, I can't wait to see what Robbie does about that. Like, it doesn't lead anywhere to me. Robbie gets a job. There you go. We've had that loads of times. It's a story. Yeah, there's something to do in it. You need to keep him busy. <laughs> this is, we've, we've learned this from Robbie. Keep him busy. All, right. all these new characters. I'm afraid Robbie's on the chopping block now. He's had his storyline. Relationship with Ikra. Ikra and Robbie. That's the trouble. I can't see anything when I'm with Robbie, so it's just difficult. Uh, well, Unless he just lives in that house with Sonia forever. Let's see. Let's see how often Robbie is referenced for the next couple of weeks to see how strong it is that. Yeah, I'll keep a check chain. on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So next up, we have our first or last feature is back, where we discuss the characters' beginnings and end. And what a sad end it is. Right, so it's time for another section of First Till Last. Indeed it is. And because we like to keep our fans happy, uh, we are doing a bit of a throwback to Classic EastEnders First Till Last. Because unfortunately, if you've been watching uh, episodes of Classic EastEnders on the Drama Channel, character that's loved by few, but remembered by many, has sadly died from an overdose. Yeah, choking We're on choking on said vomit. Well, after a huge hot shot, as the kids <laughs> call it these days. That's right, we're doing... 
a character sort of profile on Donna Ludlow, uh, where we sort of talk about the character from their first appearance and how they've changed right up until their last. And again, this is quite a big changing character for Donna. It certainly is. And she wasn't really in the soap for very long either in the grand scheme of things. She was only in it for a couple of years. So mm. to have such a change. But then it was always there underlying from the, even from the beginning. You could see it was always there about Donna. Um, it just needed something to pull it out of her. And unfortunately, um, the circumstances were very dire for her in the end. They were. It's very gruesome death. And I mean, I don't know if half of her like last sort of six months on the show was slightly altered because like punk mary left and it kind of looked like this storyline that donna had could have been what punk mary was meant to have maybe yeah because she was quite close to rod as well Mm. um was donna and so it made some sense that perhaps these were the stories that mary was always meant to have Mm. Um, so it could be a very different story for and she, Mary. And she would always say, I need the money quite often as well, did Donna, near, <laughs> near, near the end of her time. Mm. And she ended up living with Dot, and Mary and Dot had like that friendship. They had so, that relationship, didn't they? Yeah, you can kind of see how it went. But I mean, Donna mm. was a great character. You said she was in it for two years. Yeah. But um, I did really grow to like, maybe not like Donna, but she's she's one of those um, characters which she hasn't got many good points about her no I'm, she's quite unlikable but yeah. at the same time you still feel for her well she was very scheming and she would always do what would benefit donna at the end of the day even mm. if she and but, but in donna's mind she almost didn't see that so it was like her manipulative nature wasn't obvious to her not like say janine the character like janine mm. where she manipulated purposefully uh the way donna would manipulate would benefit her ultimately but she really didn't do it with a with any kind of viciousness behind it. No. There was no malicious intentions. And you have the backstory of obviously where you find out she's Kathy's daughter from a rape when she was 14. She was adopted. She's never had anyone that she's never really truly fitted in or found yeah. someone who really loves her or real family. And that's why she comes to Wolford. And I suppose that's the underlying thing in her head the whole time is that she's desperately lonely. And I think so. And no matter so. what she does, whether she does nice or lies or tells the truth... No one ever really loves her back. No, but like even even at the beginning, where she could have just been open and honest with Kathy, um, she kept the secret to herself for almost a year. Where mm. she would phone because this is when Kathy was working at the Samaritans <laughs> as well, which another job Pete didn't enjoy, mm. um, her having. But and she would phone secretly and and you know Kathy was becoming suspicious because she recognized the voice but she couldn't put her finger on whose voice it was mm. she knew it was someone and this is really Donna's kind of trait that she wouldn't be very open and honest with people she couldn't she couldn't really she's not an open book so it's not someone anyone can really get into so her loneliness is almost being her shield mm. from the world and she always gave these uh, she sort of lived in a fairy tale, didn't she? she? She had this horrible background, horrible life, horrible self-worth. But the things she put onto people, she said, oh, I'm from Canada, or I've travelled this, or my parents do this, or they were really rich. But really, that was all just fabricated in her head. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have a terrible life. Her parents helped her with schooling. They paid for a private education. They pri- paid for her mm. to, you know, to go, and they wanted her to go to further education, but she wanted, she had a mindset. She wanted to go out on her own. She, mm. So I think she felt trapped in that kind of environment too, that people, she, it's weird. She wanted people to help her, but she didn't, at the same time, didn't. And mm. so well, she... she almost she was cut off, wasn't she? She she desperately wanted people to help her. But at the same time, she wasn't stable enough to actually let, 
like really let people in. Mm. I think was mm. it's just so, she's so quite layered character when you try and really think about yeah. it because she you say like all oh, her foster parents gave her this lovely life, but to her since she was a little girl, mm. she imagined the life with her real mum, Kathy, yeah, yeah. was even better. Yeah, that's right. But then when she came to Warford and saw that she wasn't accepted by her brother or her <laughs> Pete, her stepdad, yeah. her life, it wasn't sort of greener on the other side. It's almost No, like that's thing. right. And she was almost didn't want to admit then to her parents that she was wrong and wouldn't go back. Mm. But at the same time, she, almost, she desperately tried to forge a life in Warford. And now it's square. Mm. And it's almost cost, like she would... It cost her a life. <laughs> it did cost her a life. But she didn't want to give up. She refused to give up, which is such a, you know, that's a battle mentality that she she made this decision. She's sticking to it and she's going to see it through. Mm. And it's all, it's all to a fault that she would not admit that she was wrong and that she could have gone mm. back to her parents. I yeah, because mean... when she lost her job at the Vic... And she was like homeless, she was having no money. She could have easily gone back to her parents. Yeah. Well, her parents wanted her back Mm. because Kathy phoned them and said, "Um, just take her back. (laughs) I've had enough, just take her back. Uh, And they did come back, but she was, no, no, I'm staying. I mean, she attached herself to men quite often too, didn't she? she? She seemed to want men to trust her more than she did women. Women she suspected from the get-go like with cindy and then later with kathy mm-hmm. um she let dot in and she but because dot seemed quite genuous with her well, the thing i take away from that is that she saw cindy or kathy there in the show they're portrayed as sexy good-looking women mm. i don't think donna had an ounce of self-worth no. so she thought anyone who's more attractive than me anyone who's more intelligent than me uh, is an enemy well, her um, jealousy would get mm. her too, wouldn't it? Because of the whole Wixie story where she mm. was constantly battled to try to get his affection. Yeah. And she never understood. She always said, why does he prefer Cindy to me? And mm. she never understood why her being manipulative is probably the reason why. But in her head, she had so much self-worth that she thought it's because I'm not pretty. It's yeah. not because I'm not that. So you do really feel for her. But at the same time, she has all these horrible tendencies where well, she cheats on husbands or she blackmails people. She tried to sleep with Ian just to anger Kathy. Well, she was making... Yeah, that's right. She was trying to sleep with her own br- brother to mm, upset to Kathy. And she slept with Ali and that and then started blackmailing Ali, which caused a rift then as well. And so she, as you said, one by one, she did take people for granted and then have them you know quite understandably not really want to associate themselves Mm. with her and she really attached herself and dot even says this she really attached herself to rod and even though rod had been let down by her on constant occasion like the drug taking and wouldn't help him uh, with the the stool and would walk away and just Mm. lie to him constantly from him or yeah yeah and stealing from him and he would always give her another chance until the point where he broke himself. And I think that was the straw mm. that broke the camel's back. And she still had that weird thing where she sort of, what she said to herself was real. Like she thought her and Rod were together, but they weren't. Mm. And he mm. was going off with these group of girls. Mm. And she was like, oh, but we're together. Mm. And her last moments when she was with Dot, she said, oh, I found a new job. It's going to yeah. be great. It's the best job ever. And And Dot knew that she was, again... Lying and fabricating mm. the whole sense because she had two different things. She had a job in Scotland working in a hotel, or she could go to America and be a nanny. And be a nanny. And so Dot made excuses, and um, unfortunately Carmel couldn't help because Carmel's in a bit of a pickle of her own no. at the moment, um, where she's in a bit of an abusive marriage. Yeah, and she ultimately took her life because she just—I think she just was overwhelmed, overwhelmed by life, and just couldn't cope yeah, with it. She anymore. saw no no way out because even Kathy eventually was trying to be like open to her and she even pushed Mm. Kathy away and I think she just thought 
you know what, I'm living in this make-believe world and that's the way I'm going to I mean, Cathy did... It was difficult because I remember watching the scene with you when Cathy said, no, I don't want you to live with me. I don't want you to share mm. a flat. And at the time of Cathy's life, you can understand that because Cathy wanted that independence. She's just broken up from Pete. And my goodness, the re- the know. sigh of relief you must get <laughs> from leaving Pete. And uh, yeah, and so she wanted that independence and Donna being there wouldn't have given her the mm. opportunity to kind of spread her wings the way she wanted to, which mm. was unfortunate. Again, everything for Donna is an unfortunate thing yeah. that happened. But and Kathy says, you know, I didn't ask for you because no. she was raped when she was 14. Yeah, which I didn't awful. ask for you. And then Donna said the horrible thing. Well, said like, oh, I didn't ask to be born. Mm. It's like that. I think that from that moment, she thought, my, there's no, yeah, there's nowhere else for me to go. There's no going back. That's me. I've decided I don't want mm-hmm. to be. I mean, anymore. what a gruesome death as well, like yeah. when you saw her on the floor and there was just vomit all over her and mm. she choked on her own vomit for two hours. Well, and... there was there was a rumour that they were going to cut that uh, last shot, but mm. they didn't actually, they kept no. it in. I think they linger on it a bit longer in the original one. Right. I think it is on screen a, a bit longer than mm. it was, but it was just a gruesome sight, wasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. Well, it's a horrible way to mm. go, choking on your own uh, vomit in that way. I mean, we we must remember, as we say, that Donna has a lot of flaws. You know, she she faked her parents' death in order to get people to mm. raise money for desperate. her. But it was, it, but she was a very desperate woman. Mm. I mean, it was really interesting because this is about the time when Julia Smith and Tony Holland had stopped producing the show, and there was a new producer, and it was uh, Mike Gibbon, and he came in with the idea of having loads of brutal, dark, gritty exits for a lot of characters. Mm. Um, but he had a fallout and lots of things stuff went on behind the scenes and wasn't, he left very quickly wasn't pauline mentioned as well as having a death or was this a different producer? yeah yeah that's the same guy yeah they're gonna yeah. kill her by having cancer yeah. they were gonna do a big terrorist bomb plot uh pete bill was gonna die sadly oh, that didn't happen. the one thing they could have done uh, stephen bill was rumored to die uh wixie was rumored to be paralyzed from the waist down like all these loads of things wow. that were gonna happen yeah um and apparently he got axed and lots of things got cut but this is the one and only closest thing he got to what he wanted to do mm. of these dark gritty deaths and it does show because it's quite a horrible gritty it's, end it, i must say there's a notable departure from what you saw you know the last three four years from the soap i mm. even said to you that the kind of jolly side of the soap's kind of gone a little bit the mm. kind of community ethel. And, well just bring ethel back <laughs> ethel makes my whole life cheerful but um yeah i was really sad to see donna go because yeah. she was such a layered character and she has loads of roots to the bills but i think it was a good sort of arc that she had it had a beginning it had a middle and it definitely had an end so yeah absolutely it's a great character it was nice to see a complete story Mm. in in that way and it's nice to see it that it didn't seem to deviate the only thing was as you said the punk mary story perhaps was added for a little bit yeah but it worked with her character so it wasn't it wasn't out of the realms of possibility no i mean the actress did move on then to do mr bean and play mr bean's girlfriend I know. I know. What a what a change. And she doesn't act anymore. I think she has kids and she has like a farmhouse and things. So oh really? She's she's all right, isn't she, Donna? I liked yeah. I, I liked the character Donna when she was first introduced. I I despised her, but I think you were meant to. But again, mm. that's what I mean. It was such. Clever she was introduced writing. really cleverly as well. Mm. Like you didn't know who she was. She was just like a bit of an extra yeah, character, and yeah. she was. You knew she was lying, but you didn't know that she was related to no Kath because the whole Kathy story hadn't come out at that point mm. just yet. Anyway. She got a phone call at Christmas, I remember, and that's when you first got the first hints. Yes, that Donna was phoning Kathy for some reason. Merry yeah. Christmas, Kathy. <laughs> but really interesting first or last because she really did change through um, those years. So mm. It's nice 
delving deep into it. I mean, do, if anyone watching Classic EastEnders, is there any characters that you fondly remember from first to last episodes? Let us know by finding us on Twitter at EastEnders Week, on our Instagram EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or our Facebook group EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Just search for that and then click join the group. That's right. And if you have any recommendations for characters you'd like us to look into, send them our way. And that was first to last. Right, so on to the main course of this week, which is a Sharon platter. <laughs> it is, made by Phil and his artful hands of being able to fry a lot of food I know, and, and keeping it warm. Yeah, and he promised, like, a different meal and then just made a... Like, what made him change his mind? Well, he was going to order... Well, we know what changed his mind. He was going to order Thai food in, open up the laptop. What should he see presented in front of him? An abortion clinic. But he could have still ordered the food. No, because he was so happy <laughs> he was by, that, by abortion. He was so happy by that news that he was... Yeah, exactly. He made a huge fire and just cooked food. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of food on a plate there. It looked nice, though. I'd be happy at that Mitchell meal. Oh, you see, you need to be... Because it, it was Peggy's favourite sausages as well, from her favourite butcher. Peggy's favourite sausages. And the black pudding was made by the same butcher who used to know the craze, <laughs> which really excited Dennis. Dennis <laughs> thought he was really cool by going, Oh, I'll have some of that then. <laughs> And he looked around the table for anyone to acknowledge no how cool did. he is, and no one did. Quite no a tame cared. Mitchell Mill this was. I, I keep having high hopes for Mitchell Mills, because the fish one last time. <laughs> Which they did reference back to. <laughs> the fish dinner, when they all had to leave the house because mm. Louise had been kidnapped. Yeah, and Louise is the one that referenced it. Surely that would be quite traumatising for her that no. night. Well, no, it was because she had fish, so she, had, she was happy. Keanu had fish. It was the night that they got together... And became one. The whole reason oh, there is yes, now a I little remember. a little Mitchell slash Taylor inside Louise. <laughs> so I suppose you look back and you make memories, don't you? You just mm. make memories. She's probably taken a photo of that fish and put it on her Instagram account and said, this is the night I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Over Sharon's fish. Yeah. I mean, th- nothing will ever beat the Mitchell meal at Easter. No, Easter, I think that was just a high. That was just outstanding. Yeah. Maybe it's because Mel's. Was there? Mel's been Mel missing. was there. Hunter was there, and it wasn't. We all know the reason why we love that night. <laughs> the cream gate. It was also the Hunter wants pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think Hunter wants some pudding. <laughs> I love that. I still watch that episode back and mm, just. It's funny. I, I I become what Sharon becomes in that chair of the cream oil. Her. <laughs> I just get so excited when I see that episode. It's fantastic. Um, but Sharon got a bit of a shock surprise she was clutching mm. her pearls at the end of monday's episode cause she, she found out she's pregnant yep yep so she louise got... isn't anyone for secret nope although louise um made lots of references uh this week about how sharon's a bit old now <laughs> she, but she's looking forward to being a grandma and uh she, it's been a long time since she's been a mum you know so L- louise was dropping yeah. unknowingly dropping little kind of jives louise of... is acting like she's about to give birth next week the way she's like sitting on chairs like holding her tummy and yeah. like getting people to do stuff around her i know i know Louise. like poor sharon she's got all the jobs on her checklist <laughs> she hasn't even had her first check yet has she louise <laughs> it could have just been it still could just be wind she probably doesn't even know the better <laughs> she's just laying there and she keeps rubbing her stomach as well mm. which i hate i hate that trope on television especially when you're like two weeks pregnant exactly like, get over it louise it's like yeah oh are you pregnant i can tell by the way you're mm. rubbing your t- tummy all the time i can't possibly get up and get a cup of tea i'm pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah like, oh. keanu do it for me and there's sharon over broom hoovering I... sweeping well, cooking Ke- cleaning Ke- yeah sharon has become a right workhorse i feel really bad for sharon and uh, they, especially in her stable it. condition well 
Yes, again. <laughs> but then Sharon was drinking wine. Well, she almost drank wine. Very close. And that's it... what really hit home for her. Yeah, that's it. No more wine. Nine months. Nine Sharon. months. Sober Sharon. God, yeah, what's that going to be? I mean, I thought the house, the Mitchell house was a sober house anyway. So why was there a bottle of wine just conveniently? She and hides I never... it, doesn't she? Well, Sharon hides it, like, not just... very well, but she hides it in that one cupboard. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. wait, how's that hiding if it's the same cupboard? She can at least well, put it behind not the there for very long because Sharon just drinks it straight away. That is true. That is true. She does so she hides it. it in her stomach. <laughs> just like the baby. <laughs> Yes, I mean, is it Phil's? Is it Keanu's? What do you what do you want to place a bet now for us to discuss in nine months on the thirty fifth anniversary? Okay, so you reckon it is going <laughs> no, to be the thirty fifth anniversary? Episode? It would make good sense, and it does time well to it now. Um, uh, Phil was very happy. Phil was very happy. I think I think it will be. No, I don't. I think it will be Keanu's, but Sharon will know it's Keanu's, but make out to everyone it's Phil's. What do you think? Yeah. And, and it, will Louise have her baby, or will there be tragedy? I th- I have a funny feeling that Louise and Sharon are going to have their baby at the same time, <laughs> and so Phil's going to be running back and forth from different wards. And Keanu, because yeah, he'll know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll probably do a bit like when Heather gave birth. So um, Sharon will be like the person. Somehow they'll do some kind of story monologue. Where, yeah, and Sharon will be like the next person who walks through this door. Is the daddy? Is, is your daddy? There you go. So she'll be speaking to the baby and be like, mm. "The person who walks through this door next is your dad." And then the door will open, and you'll just see the shot from, but like the shoulder behind the person, and be like, "Hi." And then they've got the duff duffs, and then you won't find out until the next week who the live episode who the daddy is. That Who's could be the, the daddy? Live, that could be the live insert is who walks through the door, Keanu or Phil. Yeah. Who's the daddy? Or someone else could be third. I was Wixie. thinking that. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His seat took a long time to develop. Um, I was thinking that. I wondered if there might be a possibility of a third option. Because you have to, really. For a Who's the Daddy story, you kind of want More to be a bit one. slaggy, don't yeah. you? Kind of... So Sharon, Sharon when like she was us. in Australia or something, she was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, with but... Michelle. Yeah. Not with Michelle, long. obviously, because there would be no baby. But um... Live section, Susan Tully walks in. <gasps> I'll take the baby, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sharon, let's get, get out. With Vicky. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be amazing. Actually, genuinely, I would just my head would explode because they've done uh, Kathy, haven't they? They brought yes, Kathy back to the live. Did. Although I did say to you, didn't I, that I hope on the 35th anniversary they bring Pete Bill back for the live episode. <laughs> what in the gay bar? All right, Kathy. <laughs> What's this? What's that rainbow flag? Rainbows? What's a rainbow for? Ah, you're right, Kathy. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Uh, yeah. So bring him back live. Mm. So we also find that Sharon has a lot of skeletons in her closet that she desperately needed to open up in a therapy environment. Oh, here there was the Mitchell therapy. So much Mitchell stuff happened this week, mm, didn't there? Mm. That was amazing. I want more Mitchell therapy. I don't think there's any more, likely. <laughs> well, Sharon needs it. She's been needing that for like 30 years, hasn't she? She, she was, really opened up. Yeah, she was opening up big time. I mean, considering it was for Dennis. But then Phil, quite unkindly, said to Dennis, I'll give you your phone back if you <laughs> deliberately ruin this therapy I session. I he's awful. And last week he took it away from him because he found that he punched Sharon. Yeah. And now he's just giving it back just <laughs> to get out of therapy. Really I mean, not very nice. Poor Sharon. Yeah. So again, though, it's Phil undermining Sharon, it's, which just... It seems so disrespectful. And especially when later in the week, Phil kisses Sharon and says, oh, I appreciate that we all work you a bit hard. <laughs> we, we all <laughs> make you... Keanu. Yeah, yeah. We all make you make meals for us and then we just chuck it in the bin and order a pizza instead. <laughs> also, Phil's money woes seems to have just been forgotten again. It's just kind of like he's now spending money quite dispensably. Yeah, flowers. 
Well, not cheap. Flowers for Louise, but also he obviously ordered the pizza for Louise because Louise felt a bit sick over the thought of having a spaghetti bolognese. And then he ordered, was going to order Taiwanese food. Mm. I mean, he was, he was offering abortions left, right and centre. He was like, you know, yeah, private, privately. Yeah. Therapy, that's not cheap. Therapy, yeah. Um, did Sharon delve into her own pocket for that no, therapy? Though? Not. It was Sharon for Denny, delve though. into her own. <laughs> yeah. She's got a separate bank account now for the baby, probably. Mm. Yeah, that whole thing with um, Phil and his money has gone very quiet, like the Danny Hardcastle and all those guys in leather jackets and all these cars. It's all gone a bit quiet, hasn't it, dodgy deals? Mm. Presumably it's all settled down now and Phil's found a way of, you know, earning. He's opened more garages. I mean, there was that job because he was trying to get rid of Keanu as well for the purposes of... Because right at the beginning of the week, Louise didn't like looking at Keanu anymore. It reminded (laughs) her of the predicament she was in. Mm. And so he got got Keanu a job in Dublin. Running his own garage. Mm. He didn't even like say goodbye to his mum either. He did. He said not um, to her. Yeah, but he did. Obviously, didn't want to. He didn't want the heartbreak of saying goodbye. Well, it, well, I thought that was a really sweet scene actually. When he was like, it reminded me of that scene in Friends when Phoebe was like, "Bye bye forever." <laughs> it reminded me a bit like that. Hmm. I see. But he didn't go to Ireland because he's daddy now. Well, because Louise again rubbed her tummy in front of him because <laughs> he. This is the thing. Sharon desperately wanted to keep Keanu at home in Wolford. She couldn't because she... She couldn't. Keanu was basically saying, these are the words I want to hear from Louise. Then Sharon manipulated Louise a little bit. Again, she's good at manipulating Louise. Louise is an easy target for Sharon. She's done it a couple of times. Sharon's an expert on it. Mm. And Louise said, oh, what if I was to tell you that actually I didn't abort the baby? And that was it. That's all Keanu wanted. Because Keanu wanted to step up and prove. This is all about Keanu proving to himself, isn't it? He can be a better dad than his own. Hmm. Um, and he wants to show it to his mum because Karen seemed quite pleased with the news. Yeah, everyone's as well. quite happy, aren't they? Apart from Sharon. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is basically a tangled web that Sharon's enveloped herself in. Hmm. And what what's worse, hence the screaming in the square and throwing of the glass. Although no one went over to Sharon and said, "Are you okay?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Ah, Kath, too busy. Her only friend now, Kath. No, Linda. She's too busy too. She's at Spice Girls. She Michelle wasn't. She wasn't the there phone. at that point. Although she was going to see the doctor, wasn't she, hmm. Linda? At that point. I mean, it was quite funny at the um, meal when they announced that Sharon was pregnant because, like, no one seemed happy, which is odd. Like, yeah. it's not on the case. There's no reason for, like, Honey not to be happy or Billy. Like, Well, I think Honey was pretty pretty much disappointed from the get-go when she saw the, the kosh come up and she saw just all this fried, deep-fried <laughs> I food. I don't know why she keeps going to these meals. She's never liked them in ages. Well, she's still associated with the Mitchells, isn't she's she? Not. She's moved on. And also, it gives Adam an opportunity to have a quick, oh, quick yeah, one with quick Habiba. Habiba. You know? Just get that one going. I loved Ben's little face when he was invited to sit next to Phil. His equal little yeah, face. He had a big smile on his face. He was so happy. And then now there's another son on the way. I was going to so... say, oh, is it a son? Well, we don't know. His son or daughter. But I imagine... I want Sharon to have a daughter. Mm. But there's another one on the way. So inheritance being split between Louise, Ben, Denny, and now another one. Yeah, but there was no inheritance. One <laughs> month ago, there was no money to be split there's between all of them. There's Peggy's villa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that villa. They, that's what they should do. All go on a nice little holiday. All together and use yeah, that villa. that'd be good. They should film in Spain. Um, right. Portugal, the villa, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's all the same. We've Spain, been corrected Portugal on this Spain, before. We've been me. corrected on this before. Maybe Peggy had more than one villa. I doubt Peggy did. <laughs> Peggy. Ronnie, then. Ronnie's got a villa, isn't she? Well, again, I th- would imagine that asset's been sold off now. Ronnie's died. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember, a lot of the Mitchells are gone. Grant. Grant's got a villa. That's true. Where did Grant go when he oh, swindled right. again? <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the who's the daddy story. Grant, get Grant involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Sharon could be like because when Grant came back, Sharon was a bit like, oh, 
Oh, Grant. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Lifted her eyebrow and just like, <laughs> all right, Grant. So I think Sharon was always willing to uh, take the opportunity to, you know, play away from Phil. There's always there. So who's the daddy? Phil. I'm going to say it's going to be gonna Phil, say it's Phil one. Yeah. Because otherwise, if it's not and it all comes out, Sharon might be a bit too isolated. I don't know. Would she? It would do her good. Yeah, but, but she's going to isolate her. She's going to get in trouble anyway when you know this fallout happens. Yeah, but if it's Mitchell family blood, mm. then Phil might see past it. Only time will tell. Nine months' time will tell. Yes. Um, so next up, we are going on to a game, and then we've got the rest of the storylines to go through. So this week, it's time for my game, and sadly, still no sign from Halfway's Hat. No, so he's in the closet. He's firmly out of the closet and he <laughs> is wandering around Walford. But unfortunately, he hasn't decided to show his face again this week. So I'm getting a bit worried about Halfway's hat. If anyone's seen him, please do get in touch with us he's hung up on the show. In Callum's closet. Well, anyway, I thought we'd play an old game of Martin Fowler's Five a Day. Mm, yummy. Yeah. I love his vitamins. So do I. A nice big dose of it in my <laughs> mouth. So um, anyone who's listening to the show for the first time, the way we play this game is I'm going to give Ben a question with multiple different answers. Ben just has to give me five in an allotted amount of time because normally it's 30 seconds. But because of the nature of this one, I'm going to give you a minute. It should be a minute all the time because 30 seconds is unfair. Well, you seem to still be able to uh, complete it without needing (laughs) the full time occasionally. It just depends whether you panic or not. Complete Martin Fowler to completion. Yeah, you need to finish Martin Fowler out to the end. (laughs) So this week, I found out that there was uh, some DVDs and some downloads that were available back in 2018 on the 2nd of September. The BBC released a few old episodes, EastEnders Iconic Exits, they called them. And there were a collection of episodes that you could download and watch, which were considered (laughs) some iconic exits for the soap. Now, this was between... 1985 and 2013, bizarrely. So they would they wouldn't allow you to download episodes after 2013. Well, apparently the BBC thought so. (laughs) So what I'm going to ask you, Ben, is can you name five iconic exits as thought by the BBC when they released them back in 2nd of September 2018? Now there are 25, (laughs) 25 different answers to this. So you can shoot. Shoot the barrel, shoot the fish in the barrel a little bit, and maybe give a few here and there, and see where we go with it. Okay. Shoot. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So you have one minute. Are you ready? Yeah. It's going to take you a minute to check through the checklist. But that's why you've got a minute. Starting from now. Right. Uh, Den's exit being shot in the canal. Den what's being shot on the twenty third of February? Correct. Punk Mary on the bus swearing. No. Nope. Oh, Punk Mary. Um. Who shot... Oh, no, it's not an exit. Who shot Phil? An exit. Angie's exit. No. Think death. There's a lot of death. <laughs> um, Saskia being killed by Steve yeah, Owen. Yes, Saskia killed in E20, 14th and 15th of February, 1999. Steve Owen being exploded by a car. Steve Owen dies in a car explosion, 1st of March, 2002. Um, 30 seconds left. Mark Fowler leaves. Yes, Mark rides on away a on bike. a motorcycle, the 14th of February, 2003. Uh, One more. Pauline Fowler's death at Christmas. That's not. No, me. I think that was a bit after oh, the, no. the allotted time slot they gave. No. Got 10 seconds coming oh, up. Who else? Uh, Arthur Fowler, I love him. And yes, Arthur Fowler's death on the 20th. Uh, he, he collapsed on the 20th, and then his, his reveal was on the 21st of May, 1996. Well done. 
There you go. That's stressful. You got five out of 25. <laughs> I mean, you had a lot of, like I say, you had a lot of chances there. Yeah. Do you want to know them all? Yes. Okay. So Quickly, go. In chronological order, Reg Cox's death on the 19th of February, 1985. Iconic. Iconic. Lou Bill's final family oh. meeting on the 26th of July, 1988. Den Watt's shot on the 23rd yeah. of February, 1989. Simon Wicks leaves on the 27th of His December, exit was rubbish. 1990. It's he iconic. He's got in a car. It wasn't even the end of episode. Eddie Royal is killed by Nick Cotton, oh, yeah. 10th September 1991. Spoiler. Oh yeah, sorry to anyone who's watching Classic without knowing. Michelle Fowler leaves with Vicky, the 26th of October okay. 1999, in yeah. a black cab. Of course. The first of its David Wicks leaves the square, 21st of November 1996. Tiffany Mitchell hit by Frank Butcher's car, 31st mm, yeah, of December yeah. 1998. Jamie... He must be on that. He's team. not. Oh, Sask- Saskia is killed in E20, which you got. Grant Mitchell flies away on the 25th of October 1999. Dot helps Ethel die, 7th of September <sighs> 2000. Steve Owen dies in the car explosion. Mel Owen leaves after discovering <laughs> Steve's affair and Lisa was hiding who- that she had shot Phil on the 12th Never to be of seen April again. 2002. She's a fan favourite. Trevor dies in a fire with Sharon's oh, yeah. then boyfriend Sharon's Tom. The 1st of November 2002. Mark rides away on the motorcycle. Barry's killed by Janine after being pushed off a cliff on the 1st of January 2004. Den killed by Chrissy in the Vic on the 18th of February 2005. Dennis stabbed waiting for Sharon in the We Did It (gasps) scene, 30th of December 2005. Danielle knocked down by Janine, which then, uh, when Ronnie discovers that she's She's her daughter, daughter. 2nd of April 2009. Gary and Dawn Swan sail away together. No way. Yep, 27th of August 2009. (sighs) Andy being hit by a car in 1985 is more iconic than that and in being hit by cars not in it that's... yeah that's what i'm saying oh, that she replaced gary bradley jumps off the queen vic roof their live. first live episode 19th of february 2010 heather is killed by ben 21st of march 2012 michael moon is murdered the 1st of november 2013 ronnie and roxy leave to ibifa after killing <laughs> kyle the 1st of january 2014 mm. janine butchers leaves after a not guilty verdict for michael moon's murder on the 20th of march 2014 and nothing happened after that well, things happened, but I think the BBC thought, well, we don't really want to give away no. our, a, a, our A game, our material. DVD so number two. It, well, number three. There were two DVDs already. Oh. You can actually get them as a download on Amazon for one pound. <laughs> so if you want to watch all those episodes, there you go. There's one way for, to do it. So there you go. I hope you all enjoyed that. Let us know how you got on by finding us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook just by joining our group. And you can also email us eastendersweekly at gmail.com. And that was Martin Fowler's Five a Day. <laughs> Right, so we have a little storyline now with the Taylor family. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of little, lots of little stories because the Taylors had a different story each day of the week. Mm. Um, All revolving around Bailey. In one way or another, mm. yeah. Might say, it's very inappropriate, but very good looking family at that funeral. <laughs> the Taylors? <laughs> I mean, there is a time and a place when you look up a family and <laughs> admire their beauty. Perhaps a funeral is not one of them. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Would you Would you hook up at a funeral? If you had the opportunity? Yeah, why not? Would you? Got to live. <laughs> well, you've got to live, yeah, while you're, you're praying over a corpse. Exactly. If you're looking at, at your mortality, you might as well. That's true. Home. Live and let live. That's, That's what, what Dinah would have wanted. Or Dina, <laughs> whatever her name is. Oh, it's Dina. Oh, hey. Dina. <laughs> no, Dina. It's Dina, isn't it? D. That's what Dina wanted. Brilliant. That's a solution to this problem. Uh, Very emotional. Bailey was showing us all exactly why she won Best Young Actress and Best Partnership at Mm. the Soap Awards because she had lots of quite heavy scenes. They were all quite heavy scenes for such a young actress Mm. to do, really. She was pulling her weight for the Best Partnership, but I feel that Mitch is kind of not. I'm still not. Yeah, I'm still not into Mitch. I 
don't like him. I um, find him really boring. Yeah, I mean, I think he's meant to be this kind of broody kind of character. Because you see him being a bit flirtatious around women and also very confident when he's with the lads and this and the other, it kind of takes away any kind of the mystery from him immediately away. Mm. But I think he was always meant to be introduced as this kind of mysterious character and then you find out about him being, you know, with Karen and so on and yeah. bits it's, and pieces. It's but... almost like when he was that part-time character, he was a bit more interesting because he was, like, slightly villainous. Mm. Like, a bit nasty in it, but not quite as horrible as Nick but a bit like that and now because he's full-time they've kind of like oh no we want him to be likable and that's just made him a bit Mm. flat and boring to me and also with them having a character like Grey who's been introduced and has struck gold really with the way he's being portrayed that he's a bit quiet and a bit brooding and he kind of watches from afar and then Mm. steps in when he needs to so that's how a kind of a thoughtful character works a bit better because we still don't know very much about Grey we just know that he helps when he needs to be helpful <laughs> I know. But, but judges when he needs to judge and we've still not seen great or chantel like on their like in the house or on their own no. is there no set what happened well yeah number one albert square has kind of just yeah. been forgotten I, I guess they're just doing it up yeah I guess. having a bit of work done and you'll yeah. see this whole new beautiful set which will be number one albert square i want to see more of great and chantel because i do like them mm. um i don't necessarily want gray to be a super villain but just to see where what their storyline is but that's what i mean great you still don't know enough about gray no, and he been... stood up to phil didn't he like yeah quite happily so he's yeah. not like scared of standing up to the mitchells no or... if he has to which is what a villain would do mm. a less villainous person would probably be a little bit more worried to standing up to phil mm. or make more jokes around phil but but at yeah. the same time he's like does things by the law so like mm. I don't know, it's hard to know. Yeah, but that's how, the, that's how we're doing things around here now, as Grey said. Yeah. So has Grey got intentions to be the king of the square? Or he's in the big house. The biggest house of them all. That overlooks the square, so... Yeah. So Mitch has finally admitted that perhaps he's overreacted a little bit by the way he's treated Karen these past <laughs> couple of weeks. And past that, couple of 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And that perhaps maybe he was wrong to accuse Karen for doing the wrong thing mm. when he probably would have done the same thing. Because, Dead to me forever. Yeah, which is such a silly comment to make, um, especially when they now were committed to looking after Bailey. And I think this is the week where you found out that they are, the whole family, the whole of the Taylors, are committed now to make mm. sure Bailey's welfare is okay. Big unit. And the best one for Bailey seems to be Keegan. He's really taken on this role as mm. big brother. Yeah. Forget Bernie, she's out of it. Nah. Don't need to look after her anymore. I mean, Bernie must be a bit jealous because Ted showed um, some interest in Bailey as well, like giving her advice, saying that... Playing chess with her now. Yeah, exactly. Younger prodigy, you see. (laughs) Forget Bernie. Bernie's gone. Keegan has uh, read the first card that Dee had written for Bailey. Uh, The first of her, you know, messages from the grave, if you want. Mm, Uh, Because Karen didn't want her to read it, like, yet. Yeah. Bailey and Keegan were there on their own and she asked her big brother to read it for her or he offered to but he couldn't quite get through it no she's like oh, just give it here i'll do it <laughs> no she, she was <laughs> no, a little know, bit she yeah. kind of sat on his lap as well and it was really sweet wasn't yeah, it because it, was it was like a it was a proper brother and sister moment mm. and uh they they were you know bailey has done a lot for keegan um yet again bailey is the star really because bailey has looked after keegan to make keegan molded the way that he is now mm. and, and so i think he's thankful for that and so being helpful to her too yeah. i mean as he you said to give back yeah the whole family rallied around at the funeral of d as well as you said and when bailey wanted to read her last words to her mum mm. and kind of openly said like i'm ready to accept now that you've died 
um, and that, you know, you didn't let me down, your body let me down. So, you you know, I would I will always love you and I'll always forgive you for that. I think mm. it was nice. It was it wrapped it up and it, it was a nice ending for Bailey to now move forward. I mean, it was quite to me by surprise that her funeral was like so empty. Like she had like a few people in the back and that was it. Well, they were a bit isolated, though, weren't they? Because Bailey was snuck in the van and kind of kept out the way, wasn't she? When she was first yeah. introduced to Mitch. So I, I think they were kind all of her mates had sort of forgotten her mm. during her illness. Dee's illness, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a bit, a bit sad. All the only ones that were there were the tailors, really. There were a few stragglers at the back. Yeah, there was some old man at the back. Don't oh. know who he was. Probably there for the money. <laughs> there for the will <laughs> for reading the will later. Reading. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really nice, and I think they've they've tied it up really well, ready for Bailey's story now to be. I'm now part of the tailors, mm. so it's exciting now. So we're going to see perhaps Bailey not have quite so much of the weight of the world on her shoulders, which mm. will be nice to see Bailey being a kid. But also, Ted's moving back in. Well, of course suitcases. Where's Bailey going to go? Is she going to live with Ted? She's, no, she's living upstairs. <laughs> oh, she's going to live upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, She'll be living with them. Where's she going to sleep? Keanu's already on the sofa. Yeah, but Keanu's moved in with the Mitchells. She's... What, officially? Oh, it must have. I don't think Phil would... Phil... I'm surprised Phil hasn't said you've got to put a ring on it. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's quite traditional, isn't it? Well, he did say to Keanu, um, if you're going to be a dad, you've got to stick around. Well, there you go. So he'll be staying with the Mitchells, making life even more difficult for Sharon. I've <laughs> in Michelle's old room. Yeah, I fear there's going to be a few um, shots of Sharon coming down on the landing, kind of going to the toilet in her underwear. Yeah, and then Keanu coming. I was like, oh, hi, hi. Tease. Yeah, she yeah. slips her shoulder in her silk <laughs> gown. Hot. Oh, hi, Keanu. <laughs> she could be wearing a Whitney special off off Whitney's stool, which oh, yeah. is a nighty underneath a nighty. <laughs> No, she could be wearing one of those. So next up, we have the last storyline, which is sort of two storylines merged into one. We have the Carters and the opening of the Prince Albert. Um, so yes, the Carters are on their way to the Spice Girls this week as well. Yeah. And we also have some more serious storylines for the Carters. Not over the top, like hiring hitmen or people getting shot or anything. It's quite a serious... bit sombre for the Carters, yeah. isn't it? But it's nice because it's like a family issue-led storyline which we haven't had that for the carters really they've been quite explosive mm. so taking them back down to earth a bit and i agree it's, it's nice that they've got this more social kind of story but i do think they ruined it at the end when they did that kind of silly over the top rain man type of ending where ollie was able to do something which was unachievable for someone that that age <laughs> go to yeah. mensa get his iq tested mm. it's like mm. and they are kind of acting like i don't know I'm going to admit, I don't know much about autism or signs of autism or living with autism, but the way they're walking around him, like, sadly looking at him, like, oh, he's got, or might have autism. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's an, he's got, like, an illness or something, mm. but it's not an illness. So well, I don't know if that's a bit... Well, this is the whole point of the story, isn't it? Because Linda's got, you know, Ollie's her youngest. Linda's had all these hopes and dreams for Ollie. Mm. And Johnny was ruined, so Johnny... Ollie's an extra... But they even said that, though, didn't they? When they said, like, um, you know... Ollie should have been this, this, and this at this age. Like, well, when three of the others were, I don't think so. It's like, well, so you're saying all your children were a bit autistic when they were younger, but I bet they can't put together a Lego puzzle at seven years up at that age. I wonder who, um, what crew member put that together for the set. Oh yeah, I wonder so who got to take day. it home as well. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be fighting for that Lego toy. I love Lego. And they showed Lego box. That's unlike. Um, East End. Oh yeah, they didn't make a uh, make up like a brand. A Dego or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pego. <laughs> Pego. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they because they go to the hospital doctor's appointment, and that's where Mick finds out that Linda's kind of known that there's been signs for a while, but she hadn't told. Yeah, him. she had. Even though, well, no more secrets, Mick. Yes. 
And, and we've heard that for the past four years in a row, I think. And they've had about three secrets <laughs> in the last two weeks. So, well, Mick's secret <sighs> was he was trying to get Spice Girls tickets, kept that quiet. Yeah. She thought he was having an affair. And then, yes, as you say, Linda now has kept, because he was in prison, let's not forget. Yes, he was. With but, fingers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. wonder if Fingers is out yet, or is he still behind <laughs> Making bars? weapons out of bean tins. <laughs> what, what about the guy who was like, Re- the oh, star Frasier yeah watering his plant and he's listening to classical music he's doing that he's king the of the dog yeah he is king of the prison cells I mean that was such a forgotten I know I've said this a few times but that was so forgotten it was so, so throwaway Queenie it? come back and he'd still be like top dog or something it reminds me funny. of Queenie now now I think back mm, Frasier but worse somehow <laughs> yeah yeah more over the top more dramatically silly mm-hmm. but yeah mick was in prison so he missed out on these bits but yes. linda didn't bother telling him because she didn't want to worry him in case it was nothing yeah and then so mick says oh it's not the first time you've like not told me things when i was in prison <laughs> <laughs> okay well done really yeah yeah but um you know he, he's he's not growing up quite the same ollie not mick ollie <laughs> Isn't quite growing up the same way as all the other kids in the class. He's kind of staring aimlessly into the mm, distance. Not making friends. Yeah. And being so, slightly violent towards children, stuff like that. But not but not Pearl. He likes Pearl. Yeah. So um, he Linda's constantly trying to set up dates, play dates with Oh, yeah, Pearl. just to test see what he's doing every day. Yeah, to test him, to see. And even Kim's getting a bit fatigued from visiting <laughs> Ollie all the time. It's like, oh, do you want to go on another play date? What, what now? What, what, right now? It's all... I think Kim's forgotten one of her kids. Well, we... Where his name? What's his name? Noah? I can't remember. No, I've seen him. Mika. Mika, yeah. Yeah, Mika has gone... He's not been seen since she went to Scotland. I mean, presumably he's being looked after by someone, or he's in some kind of nursery. But then why does she always take Pearl with her Mm. everywhere? Always walk around saying, I've got nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got children. You've got children to look after. Very strange. I don't know Mm. what's happened to Mika, but... Well, a lot of people, because you did pose the question on Twitter and a few people said, Oh, Patrick's looking after him but but again, is Patrick really safe? He had a stroke. Yeah, stroke victims. He, yeah, not victim. You shouldn't use the term victim. No, not. <laughs> no. That's offensive probably to a few people. But yeah, he's you know, I don't think he should be kept with a child for No, I think they just don't write him out. What, Mika? Yeah. They're gonna forget Or they're him. gonna do a really sad story. No, he's gonna forget it existed. Like Ali and Sue. <laughs> That'd be really sad. Well, it seems but don't you, they can't, you can't just ignore the existence well, they of the baby. <laughs> Especially the way it came to this earth by Phil oh, yeah, doing the Christmas facial baby, yeah, the facial gymnastics that he did during the scene at the Minute Mar. Even doing a storyline about his birthday would be difficult because it's Christmas Eve and there's going to be so much going on Christmas Eve every year. There's going to be no time for Mika. I don't know. I don't. They have to. They can't just ignore that there is a child called Mika that Kim just seems to not give a well, damn. Kim's about. too busy um, opening up gay clubs. So. Well, she is. She is. Because uh, Kathy, it kind of just sprung out of nowhere that apparently it was opening that night, and Kathy hadn't organised anything, <laughs> even though she's running the business. Um, so she's pretty useless at this, Kathy, so far. Well, yeah, and also considering that she's just basically spent two days organising this big <laughs> opening night, where she's had the club, what, for two weeks? Mm. So she's had plenty of time to organise it. <laughs> no. I'm guessing she's just left it for Tina to mm. do. And but Tina's left it for her to do, maybe? Yeah, maybe some cross-wise. But then <laughs> Tina's, the whole point was Tina's been away for two days because mm. she found another baby Spice at the uh, Spice Jerry Girls concert. I think. Was it another Jerry? Oh, no, you're quite right. It was another Jerry. Yeah, come on. Yes. Get it right. Sorry. I, I get my Spice Girls mixed up. Mm. She spent two days of her and then hitchhiking back. But because, yeah, because the bus that was meant to take her home had had gone. That's her but, story. But then surely there's other buses. There's other trains. There's <laughs> other public transport. Jerry. Well, not for two days. We don't know. But also she didn't have a change of clothes. She turned up with the same <laughs> wig. <laughs> wearing she was the wig. wearing the wig. Exactly. It's like, why? 
crazy i mean lovely kim she went out of her way she yeah. organized the whole opening got loads of acts in and ma- there was a magic actor with like a crystal ball doing things on a table drag act yeah, there was some drag artists can can dancers yeah and kathy barges in says well it doesn't look very good in here mm-hmm. <laughs> right kathy God. I know. Oh, no, she's, she's got her pin- new blow dry and her new hair <laughs> and makeup and her gold dress. Yeah. She's quite opinionated, old Kathy, because she's one minute with praise and the next minute with negativeness. <laughs> because when Tina comes back and seems quite upset because obviously she may have lost her job now. Understandably, because she's just turned up to opening night, yeah. not washed for three days yeah. in costume and not planning to work that evening anyway no. <laughs> he just kind of turned up and said oh sorry kathy i'm gonna go home now and yeah. get changed and poor kim's done all this last minute bookings mm-hmm. and then she gets she offers her a job tina says oh how much does it charge kathy looks at a bill that's handed to her from someone bill on hand for some reason she goes oh no you don't get the job actually spend yeah. too much money but then like, what does Cathy expect? <laughs> does she not to overspend? Because it was a last minute booking. Exactly. All of them were last minute bookings. I and mean, high talent. At very high talent. Like you say, there was a woman spinning globes and all kinds of stuff around there. <laughs> so yeah, Tina then got a job back. Yeah. And then she just told Kim to go, even though she'd arranged everything. Does Cathy have any staff working behind the bar? <laughs> Are people just serving themselves drinks? Free drinks. It just, it just doesn't it make any strange. sense. I must say that I, I was disappointed not to see a bolt because I don't know. Again, this might be the kind of classy gay clubs that I used God, to frequent. What about to say? But they used to have bowls of condoms on the bar. Keep it safe. Kathy didn't understand that. She has to. <laughs> Surely she does that. Like when Ben stays over, she puts a mint <laughs> and a condom on his pillow <laughs> when he comes home with his conquest. Yeah, I mean, Kathy's not very educated in that area, is she? Well, hence why she left it, I suppose, for Tina to mm, organise. To then not do anything. Yeah. But yeah, Prince Albert's open. Finally. But um, Kathy, even at the opening of her brand new business empire, she says, oh, I'm not staying all night. I've no. got to go home. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bigger fish to fry back at yes, home. She had like a mysterious phone call when Kim was trying to arrange mm. things earlier in the day. And Kim was like, well, what could be more important? She was like, this is more important. Yeah. And then, yeah, she went back to the Bill house. Someone was sitting... <laughs> May I add, in the exact place where Lucy Beale died, is where he was sat. Oh, that was a good did observation. I did not yes. spot that. And no. um, he was picking at the chair, so he was obviously nervous. Mm. And yeah, Bobby Beale, back. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. Yeah. I did like that. I thought that line was really, ooh, yeah. Hello, no, he Bobby. doesn't like Kathy, does he? Because she stole his bedroom. <laughs> That's quite right. But I think <laughs> I think he's going to let bygones be bygones. Yeah. I think three years in prison does that to people. Mm. I think we're going to feel um, sympathy for Bobby. He's not going to be a villain, teenager. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to feel sad for him. Yeah. Because he's not a murderous killer. He just did it to Lucy. <laughs> well, no, yeah. But he, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't plan it. Well, he was upset because Lucy was upsetting his family. Mm. And he didn't like the status quo being ruined. And then he felt the same way toward Jane was upsetting his, him and his family. So mm. he did the same to Jane. And the same with Cathy, upsetting <laughs> his family. Doesn't dare hurt Cathy. I think he's, he's a bit of a daddy's boy, isn't he? To mm. paraphrase um, Kimmy Schmidt. But uh, he is a bit of a daddy's boy. I think he, he really wants his dad more than anything. Mm. So that will be where the interesting dynamic kicks in when Ian yes. comes back, which is obviously very soon. Yes, yeah, so I think it's next week and maybe the week after or the week after that. But yeah, mm. it is soon. Ian's back. So yeah, exciting times ahead. Yeah, exciting weeks coming ahead. But um, that was the roundup for EastEnders this week. You know what it's time for? It's time to read out some of those tweets some of those Facebook messages and Instagram and find out who you voted, who had won the week. Yeah, it's your time to shine. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. Okay, so before, as always, every week, we delve into who won the week. This week, we take off our shoes, 
politely ask if we're allowed to come in, walk into the Time House and find what Ben has seen had won the week in previous years of yeah. EastEnders. I sit in a dark room. You do? And watch lots of episodes of EastEnders. Do you have a photography room? <laughs> a dark room, I think you'll find. <laughs> the term is. Oh, I know. Um, so I did it a bit backwards this week, but it actually turned out to all link up weirdly. I watched the episodes first and then did like the birthdays and deaths and the deaths link up to the random episodes I chose. It was really weird. Ooh. It's fate. Um, <laughs> so only one birthday to celebrate this year of people who have passed away who didn't get mentioned this week on EastEnders. All right. Roy Evans, his birthday was the 14th of June. Oh, right. Barry's dad. Does, I know. He doesn't like your earrings is what I was about to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, no one can really celebrate Roy, can they? No one's really alive. Tiff could possibly mention him. Her <laughs> great, great uncle. <laughs> yeah, I suppose Roy. so. Oh, yeah, because... Be, um. Pat was married to him. Pat was married and Pat's died. Barry is his son. He's died. Yeah, so no Just Janine. But Janine really gives a monkeys. No. So yeah, Paul, he, we'll celebrate. Yeah, happy, well, happy birthday, birthday Roy. Roy. <laughs> um, the act who plays Roy um, lives near to us. I know. Mm. We should have got him on for his birthday. Roy's, oh. Roy's 100th birthday. <laughs> if anyone knows Roy, do let us know and we'll get in touch with him. We'll give him a, yeah, we'll give him a birthday party. Mm. We know where he lives, but that's all. <laughs> But don't not that we stalk him and go through his bins. No, but it was just an option at one point. But there yeah. you go. Okay. Um. So two people died this time last year. Two people died. Yes, we had fourteenth of June two thousand and one. Ashley Cotton died. Ashley Cotton isn't he an actor in Coronation Street? Oh yeah. Well, there's I'd Anthony like Cotton. Die, yeah. yeah. He, he Oi, don't say that. No, the character. <laughs> oh, okay. Not the actor. Okay, fine. Good. Um. Ashley Cotton was Nick. Cotton's son, who died on a motorbike. Oh, yeah, through the laundrette window. Yes, and 13th of June 2011, Lydia Simmons died. Now, I hear you asking, who's Lydia Simmons? I was doing. That is Janine's nan. Oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. So guess what? This time last year, the episodes I picked before I even looked at the deaths were those two episodes. How so that's weird. really odd. Um, so 13th of June 2001 was the episode where Ashley died, even though he died on the 14th of June. So they're obviously like a day off themselves for some reason. Well, I suppose when people die or things happen, they have the yeah. whole day going over a week mm. or something like that. So yeah, he died. The episode of him dying was on the 13th, but he died on the 14th. The episode of Lydia Simmons, she died on the 13th, but the episode on the 14th of June 2011 that aired, she had actually died a week ago. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the timelines are all over the yeah. place, aren't they? So the first episode was Ashley Cotton who died, and it's because he took Mark Fowler's motorbike. Yes. Now, Nick Cotton has a habit of doing this. He cuts the brakes on vehicles and hopes the person he wants to die gets on it and dies. <laughs> never never does. No, never <laughs> works. The same thing happened with Ronnie as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so it didn't work this time because he had an ongoing feud with Mark Fowler. Mm. Because um, Nick was trying to sell drugs to Martin. So Mick, Mark wasn't very happy. Oh, well, I'd be pretty upset too. Mm. So yeah, he meant for Mark Fowler to die. Lisa nearly got on the motorbike. <gasps> She's pregnant with Louise at the moment. Um, and, she, and Gary said, oh, don't do that. I've not fixed it yet or not looked at it or something. Why was Lisa getting on the motorbike? Because she wanted to go for a ride because she was upset. And then she said, no, it's probably best I don't in my condition. <laughs> so, who, <laughs> so who had insurance on this motorcycle? Did anyone and everyone who wanted to use this motorcycle just oh, get God. on it? Well, Lisa and Mark were together at the time. Oh, so they probably shared it. Yeah, but Louise is obviously Phil's baby. Um, yeah. So then maybe they shared it. But Spencer was just stealing it because he was angry. Um, not Spencer. Not Spencer, whatever his name is. Anthony. And Ashley. Yes. Ashley wanted to steal the motorbike and run off. But run off. <laughs> run away. Off. Run away from the Ride dad. away. Um but no, he went on a curb, couldn't brake, swerved, 
because um, he nearly hit someone. So he did the good thing and swerved out of the way, oh, right. but then good. ended his own life. I mean, it was pretty cool. I remember it quite well. Cause he goes smash right into the window. Well, you say it was pretty cool. In your head, because I remember it and I thought it was, yeah. yeah. But then I rewatched it and <laughs> it looked so bad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, then I won't rewatch it. I laughed it. when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, went into the laundrette window. So poetic. That's obviously where Dot lives. Um, not lives, lives. works. <laughs> That's where Dot works. So very poetic. And um, Nick was there and then, my son, my son. And he died in Dot's arms straight away. Anthony Truman popped over. Because he did? Yep, dead. Mm. So that was that. I miss having a doctor on the square. I know, just to pop in. Yeah, we've got, we got a solicitor. We need a doctor on the square. Mm. Just so they can diagnose people for no reason. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, you got that. Dr. Oh. Legg's nephew can come back. No, he can't. <laughs> His curling lips. <laughs> <laughs> and the other episode was the 14th of June 2011 when um, Lydia Simmons had died a week ago. Mm. Um, Janine's going around the square acting all weird and upset and no one understands why she's <laughs> upset. Yeah. Um, Ian is working on the fruit stool by himself and wow. he calls Pat Treacle. <laughs> and Pat goes, what is this, Ian? Trying to be your father? <gasps> That was funny. Pat, yeah, calling a spade a spade. Yeah. Good for you, Pat. Um, and Pat is under the illusions. She thinks that Janine purposely killed her gran because <laughs> Janine got all the money. Right. But Janine didn't know that was happening. And Janine, this is the one time where Janine was being nice because she first took care of her nan because she was dying to manipulate her. The nan was like Janine mm. and was manipulating Janine and they like bonded. <laughs> And they ended up really liking each other. I remember then, all this, yeah. actually. She would take her around the square and they'd mm. go for tea at the cafe mm. and stuff. And she died, yeah. and it turns out she ended up leaving everything to Janine. Right. But everyone on the square thinks Janine murdered him. Especially Aww. Pat, because I know you, Janine. Well, I mean, let's be honest, she has a she has that past as Janine. So it's difficult for her to <laughs> wipe that slate clean. Yeah. She's murdered three, but she didn't murder her nan. But she inherited oh. a million pounds. So oh, she's a millionaireess. Didn't she get that painting of Frank... Butcher with that as well. Oh, do you think? No, that was already there, wasn't it? Because she had that in that grey flat. No, I'm sure there was a picture of big picture of Frank Butcher, yeah. and she inherited that as well as the money. Oh, really? I'm sure it's linked somehow. Yeah, because she's in that Absolutely. flat, the flat mm. where she used to share. It's like the basement flat, isn't it? I don't remember the location. Didn't Billy used to live there. Or no, um, Gus used to live there with her. Oh, I think. Okay, and I could be wrong. I could remember. be mixing that was the my flat t- where she got that thing where she couldn't go outside, wasn't it? I can't remember what it's called. That Agoraphobia. Illness. Yeah, she got that. Oh, did she? Oh, isn't she also leave the flat. isn't also that the flat with Whitney's brother where she was deliberately poisoning him, poisoning yes. him so he'd yeah, stay with flat. her. That flat. It's the one down the stairs which Evie kicked that bum down. Oh right. Once. Why do they not use that flat anymore? Because that's a two bed flat, so that would mm. be good for two characters yeah. to share a flat in. Louise and Keanu. Wait, yeah. Well, did, well, yeah, for the baby as well, yeah. But there you go, that was the two episodes. So two deaths, two episodes, all wrapped up nicely. And one birthday, but they're dead too. <laughs> so what a, Most people are dead now. <laughs> These dead days. That's a reference from Red Dwarf. So um, who won the week? Uh, we gave you four options. There is an honourable mention uh, that someone nominated on our Facebook page, Ooh. which did better than one of our own mentions. Most likely Robbie. Well, let's see, shall we? <laughs> so there's Sharon's plus one. Robbie's Keeping Mum, Bailey's Goodbye, Linda's Ollie Fear, and the honourable mention is Kathy's Big Gay Opening. Oh, obviously. Obviously. I, I thought it was too obvious to do Kathy's <laughs> Big Gay Opening. I just thought everyone loves it. It's not our words, it's someone else's, so. Yep. Well. Can't call us crude. So, absolutely not. So, again, thank you everyone who voted on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. As always, we've had a great uh, number of votes, so thank you for everyone who's got involved. Ben, who do you think came 
Last? No, third. Who oh. came third? Um, Kathy's. No, Bailey third. No, Bailey was very popular actually. Oh. I'll run it in order. So last place was Robbie, obviously, with six percent of the vote. Yes, yeah, so he got a vote. He got thirteen. What? He got thirteen votes. In fourth place was Kathy's big gay Dean opening. Gaffney. It's, everyone loves Dean. Kathy's opening, which got 7%. Bear in mind, that came in very late. That's true. And only on one platform. Yeah, and it got more votes. Yes. So that's good, good. to know. It's on two platforms, actually. Oh, okay. If I see someone's done something on Facebook, I add it to Instagram. <laughs> Just so you guys know. Third place was Linda's Ollie Fear, 18%. Second place was Bailey's Goodbye oh with 31%. No a... So Sharon's plus one well, with 38%. Sharon. Won the week. Don't forget you can vote on our Twitter at EastEnders Week, Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or our Facebook page. Just go to EastEnders Weekly Podcast, click on the group, and ask to join. Might I just say, we watched Classic EastEnders today, and Sharon has finally lost her virginity. And she has Yay. with Pixie. Yeah, so congratulations. Good one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good one to lose it to, I no, feel. I, I feel <laughs> the same way. He's walking around in his pants again, as usual. Mm. He's such a perv, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, a few tweets then to start with. At Oliver Kaysen. Sorry if I said you... Oh, by the way, sorry to anyone's names we say wrong. We don't do it on purpose. So, yeah, Dinah. <laughs> so we apologise. Oliver says, Sharon's plus one. Well, because it's Sharon and that wine glass throw. So fair enough. He voted for that one. Robbie had to sweep it up. No, Robbie's not got his job. He's lost no, it, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Lister probably had to do it. Pick up the pieces carefully, <laughs> not get cut. Or got Whitney to do it to get the, to get the pitch. At Noir for Moon said, I'm side-eyeing any people who have voted for Robbie. Me too. Apparently 16, 11 people. How many was it? 16? I don't know. Uh, 13. Well, they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you voted for that one, you're wrong, I'm afraid. 13 is an unlucky number too, so... Yeah, true. At Limehouse Dan said, fantastic to see Kim smiling again. I enjoyed the spice storyline, but not sure where Balam is going. To bed. <laughs> there you go. That's your, that's your answer there, London Dan. At Andy Gibson TV said, the autism storyline is being stereotypically portrayed. The scene with the Lego tonight has riled me up big time. I know I was a bit like, Ugh. you've kind of taken a story which could be quite strong and... Mm, it's only the early silly. beginnings though, but yeah. I, yeah. I can't really comment because mm. I don't know enough about autism. I'll do some research. Go ahead. <laughs> At Tiger Boy Sean J said, Interesting, Bobby looks more like Ian now than ever. I thought that as well. They've casted that quite well. Looks mm. like a young Ian Bill. A young <laughs> Ian Bill. And uh, the winner for me of tweets this week comes from At Blonde Steve, who wrote, I teared up on Monday, Tuesday and Thursday this week, which says the show is delivering emotionally. Or am I hormonal? Maybe I'm pregnant. Oh, God, has Keanu been at me? <laughs> I think you'd remember if Keanu had been <laughs> yeah. at you. One. I don't know. What you'd rather say about Keanu? He's not a very good lover. <laughs> um, and two, what was he crying at? I'm trying to think. Oh, probably the Bailey thing. They were quite sad. Yeah, they were pretty sad parts. And maybe crying at Sharon. Laugh crying. <laughs> no. No. I, I felt bad for Sharon. Poor Sharon. On our Facebook group, Chris Scott says, I really want to say the gay bar, but it was a bit limp, a bit of a limp launch. Ooh. Wait. Although I'm not sure really what I was expecting. Bit something a bit harder, I guess. Yeah. Or a big opening. <laughs> so again, thank you to everyone who messages us on our social medias. I won't go through them all again, but you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You just went through them all again. But I didn't give the links to them. Oh, okay. But you can find the links on our Eastenders show notes. Weekly. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can email us eastendersweekly at gmail dot com and just give us any comments or any part of the show that you want us to talk about. Anything at all. Just any let ideas. us know. 
features. Yeah, give us Someone ideas. Someone gave us an idea for Julie's Legacy, and that ran for weeks. It did, 12, yeah. 12 weeks. So um, you don't get anything for yeah. it. You just get a thank you for acknowledge- an acknowledgement that we oh, yeah. have taken it up. You get so, a pint. Pint? <laughs> what do you want? A pint! So, um, yeah, so thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, keep <laughs> following us, as I say, on Twitter as we... Sorry, I'm laughing at Pete Bill. <laughs> as we live tweet Pete, every time. The uh, market store is empty. Pint! Pint! Uh, Pete, Kathy's in court with Walmart Brown. Pint! <laughs> we might get to talk about Classic next week. <laughs> so that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a bit of Pete. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about classic EastEnders let us know but yes we live tweet on Twitter every time EastEnders is broadcast in the UK and as we say just get in touch with us we love getting your messages we really do and we try to reply to as many as we can so great thank you for oh and don't forget um, if you want to review us on iTunes you can um, just post a review yeah I think people know how to do reviews although iTunes has changed now so I don't know how it works it's Apple Podcasts now isn't it they split it into three Doesn't matter. Not important. Have a great week. (laughs) Have fun. Have a great week. Take care, everyone.